part of the media ministry of Cornerstone Church. You can listen to this and other messages on our website at www.corner-stone.org or by subscribing to our podcast. Um, I got some notes. I'll try to use them. Sorry, allergies are winning. Allergies are winning right now. Um, but I'm Jeff. I'm one of the pastors here. Bobby, um, Bobby and Carly aren't here. Um, they are in. They're on their way back from North Carolina. Um, they. Um, I got a call. I got a call Wednesday. Bobby says, "Hey, you're preaching. Um, I'm leaving." And uh, this is why uh, Elliot, Elliot Ray, seven pounds, one ounce, 20 inches long, was born Wednesday night about 8 o'clock, 9 o'clock. Um, so that's why y'all have me today and not Bobby. Um, but that's, that's a blessing. That's a blessing. That's a miracle right there. Um, but I, I, do think, I do think Bobby had it all planned. Um, he uh, he called me earlier in the week and, and we talked and he said hey just just in case you know be preparing a message I don't know what's happening and uh, so he texted me earlier in the morning on Wednesday and said hey, she's got a doctor's appointment so we'll see what's happening like 30 minutes later hey I'm leaving so I, I think he paid somebody um, because uh, we've been going through First Peter um, and I got I got First Peter three today but. Couple of announcements, couple of house cleaning items. Uh, Wednesday night dinner this week. Um, there's a sign up on the board back there. Um, if you want to come, come. Um, and uh, we'd love to fellowship with you, break bread with you. Um, what's on the dinner? Pork, barbecue pork and chicken, slaw beans, and a dessert. So uh, come, come fellowship with us. Um, there's a sign up sheet just in the back. Wednesday at 5:30. Um, I'm not always on time. I'm not, my wife is my scheduler, um, so I just go with where she goes. Also, we, we've changed the bulletin, um, so it's a one. We used to have a trifold. It's a one piece, and Bobby and I are working on uh, guest or communication cards. And so I apologize, but some of y'all haven't been getting the emails that Sherry sends out on Mondays. So if you haven't been getting an email, hey, would you just come out here and put your name and uh, email address on here? I want to get every, make sure everybody's getting it. Um, in case there is something that needs to uh, be sent out. Um, I pray everybody, that, I don't know, and, and everybody's different. Is, is that, like when we were worshiping, man, the songs, I, I was just scribbling on my paper. They put on my glasses. As you get older sometimes, you gotta, you got to put these on. Um, but I was just scribbling on my paper. My defender... Fear is a liar, right? So as I was sitting there praying and worshiping, words are just coming in my head that, why am I preaching? Don't you know the life you lived? And, And fear is a liar, right? He's my defender. I know it. I know it. And, 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 I used to play sports, and, and I would always get nervous, even though I did it. I coached sports, and I'd get nervous, probably more nervous than the kids. And, and if the same thing is here. Like the opportunity to share the gospel. Man, I get so excited. The blood is just flowing, and it's like, I, don't, I can't explain it. And, and 
I want everyone to have that. Right? That we, the other part of that line I was reading, um, maybe Jeremy, I'm not putting you on the spot, or Sherry, the one where it says, then show me the love um, so I can go spread it around. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. No, I'm putting you all on the spot. Can you see it? I promise I'll get you all out of here on time. Um, And show me who you are and fill me with your heart and lead me in your love to those around me. Man, when we sang that, man, my heart is jumping out of my body. Because I want everybody to know about Jesus. Because the crazy thing, the sheaves, I knew nothing about that song. I didn't grow up in church. And, and, and I didn't know anything about that song. You know why? Because nobody invited me to church. Right? I think if someone invited me, I would have went. But as cornerstone of being as a sent church, man, we need to be inviting people to church. Right? And that right there. And show me who you are. Right? We all want that. You better want that. You want him to show you who you are. And fill me with your heart. And lead me in your love to those around me. Right? I, I, I get so excited. I get so jacked up on Jesus that I'm not worthy of this. I'm not. I'm a sinner saved by grace. And, and when he called me this week, yeah, I struggled with it. And the passage is crazy. Submit wives, submit to your husbands. And, you know, how we should live and, and, and love. And, and, man, I'm so thankful for a God that's my defender. That when fear's telling me I'm not, he's saying I am. And he just keeps telling me, you are, you are. So if you're struggling today, man, just lean on Jesus. Just lean on Jesus today. Um, All right, if you've got a Bible, open it to to 1 Peter 3. Um, And I don't know, once again, I apologize. Um, I don't know when you're when you're when you're studying when you're reading if you just read the same translation all the time. Um, I would encourage you to use different translations um, so you can see different different views, different not views but different verbiage, different ways it's being said. Um, because once again, going back to the sheaves, if you if your only Bible you read is the King James, God bless you. Right? But for Jeff, it wouldn't be happening. Right? I'm, I'm just being honest. Right? It, it, so once again, if you're reading the King James, hallelujah to you. I can't do it. Right? My brain doesn't work that way. And, and so there's many translations. And, and if you don't use several translations, I would encourage you, especially with our phones today, man, you got like 1,200 translations. Now, they're not all good. Okay, now there's translations, there's paraphrases, so let's be careful, right? So, you know, the message isn't a translation, okay? It's not, right? But it does help us break down some language or some ways to read it, right? And it's okay to go to that and and to get some, some knowledge from it. But, so like today, it's not on the screen because when I was studying this morning, I woke up extra early because, once again, I get so jacked up. 
right? I, I, was, I was up at 5 o'clock this morning going over it and going over it and going over it. It's really 4 o'clock, right, before daylight savings time. So I don't know what was happening. Um, but the, the, what they're going to show on the screen is, is going to be the amplified version. Um, but we're going to, first we're going to do ESV. So chapter 3, 1 Peter chapter 3, um, I'm going to go 3 through 7. Um, I mean, chapter 3, 1 through 7. Likewise, wives, be subject to your own husbands, so that even if some do not obey the word, they may be one without a word by the conduct of their wives. When they see you respect your respectful and pure conduct, do not let your adorning be external, the braiding of hair and the putting of the gold jewelry or clothing you wear. But let your adorning be from the hidden person of the heart and the imperishable beauty of a gentle and quiet spirit, which is God's in God's sight is very precious. For this is how the holy women who hoped in God used to adorn themselves by submitting to their own husbands as Sarah obeyed Abraham, calling him Lord. And you are her children if you do good and do not fear anything like that, anything that is frightening. Seven, likewise, husbands, live with your wives in an understanding way, showing honor to the woman as the weaker vessel, since they are heirs with you of the grace of life, so that your prayers may not be hindered. Okay, so that was a lot. But we're going to, um, we're going to read it again. We're going to read all those um, again. But we're going to read it in the Amplified Version, um, just because, once again, this gets... The Amplified Version has some more words, added some words in there um, that helps me, which I'm not the brightest light bulb in the box, look at it a little bit differently. So, Jeremy, we put it up. And we're, once again, we're going to read through the whole thing. And uh, we're, we're, then we're going to go back and go verse by verse um, and, and see how it's applicable to us. So, 1 Peter 3, 1 in the Amplified. In the same way, you wives, be submissive to your own husbands. Subordinate, not as inferior, but out of respect for the responsibilities entrusted to husbands and their accountability to God. And so partnering with them so that even if some do not obey the word of God, they may be won over to Christ without discussion by the godly lives of their wives. When they see your modest and respectful behavior together with your devotion and appreciation, love your husband, encourage him as a blessing from God. Your adornment must not be merely external with interweaving and elaborate knotting of the hair and wearing gold jewelry or being superficially preoccupied with dressing in expensive clothes. But let it be the inner beauty of the hidden person of the heart and the imperishable quality and unfading charm of a gentle and peaceful spirit, one that is calm and self-controlled, not over-anxious, but serene and spiritually mature, which is very precious in the sight of God. For in, the way, for in this way, in former times, the holy women who hoped in God used to adorn themselves being submissive to their own husbands and adapting themselves to them. Just as Sarah obeyed Abraham, following him and having regard for him as head of their house, calling him Lord, and you have become her daughters if you do what is right without being frightened by any fear. 
that is being respectful toward your husband, but not giving into intimidation or allowing yourselves to be led into sin, nor be harmed. In the same way, you husbands, live with your wives in an understanding way, with great gentleness and tact, and with an intelligent regard for the marriage relationship, as with someone physically weaker, since she is a woman. Show her honor and respect as a fellow heir of the grace of life, so that your prayers will not be hindered or ineffective. Once again, that's a lot, right? That's a lot, right? Well, I'm not going to do eight. I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm not going to get there, right? Um, I want you all to eat lunch before other people. And, um. <laughs> but, but when you look at that, right, so, so the Amplified Version it a lot, lot more, a lot more verbiage in there. But for me, it really helps me as, 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 as I was studying. And, and as we, we concentrate on, on marriage, we concentrate on wives, and we concentrate on husbands this morning, let's all have open ears. And, and guys, listen up. When, when in the first six verses are about women, hey, you better be listening because it's all applicable, right? And, and the funny thing is, men, we get one verse. And women get six. Right? Um, so let's, let's break it down. Let's break it down. Um, oh, last week, Bobby, Bobby talked about submission. This week we're talking about submission. Hmm. Common theme. Right? Right? What do we need to submit in our lives? Right? Who, what do we need to submit to? Right? Obviously, Jesus Christ. Right. And we're going to break it down into some 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 terms. So we go back to first Peter three one um, in the same way you wives be submissive to your own husband, subordinate, not as inferior. Right. Not as inferior. Right. So let's get re- Let's just get the the big elephant that's in the room when it says submit. It's not being you're, you're inferior to him. Right. So let's get that out of the way. Right. And in this one, the way I read it, this is a wife. That's a believer, and the husband's not. Because if you go down, entrusted the husbands in their accountability to God and so partnering with them, so that even if some do not obey the word of God, they may be one. Right? And, and so, obviously the different times and cultures when Peter was writing this, um, but special relationship between husbands and wives. Without a word, Right? Without a word, without discussion, right? And that doesn't say, hey, the, the, the woman, the wife can't talk. But what it is saying, and this goes back to us as Christians, as Christ followers, as we're out there in the community, we don't need to be beating anybody over the head about what they're doing, right? We need to show them in love and truth what they're doing, but we don't need to beat them over the head or the, 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 the ugly word of nagging, Right? Because they may be won over to Christ without discussion by the godly lives of their wives. Right? So imagine, imagine that if this was an unbelieving husband, that's the only picture of Jesus. That's the only picture of the Bible this wife gets to see. These kids get to see. Right? Is your life a good example are you okay with, if you come into contact, if I come into contact with Becca for the first time, she doesn't know me or anything, and we have a great encounter, 
and we walk away. Or vice versa, we have an awful encounter. Then, I, then she comes in. This happened to me, right? I used to be a soccer coach. I'm not excited about it. I love soccer. Yes, I, I mean, I like soccer. I was a soccer coach, but I went to a small men's group. And a guy was there that used to be a soccer coach on the a team that I coached against. And he said, you're that guy. And I'm like, I'm that guy. And I was. I, 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 sometimes my mouth and my actions, um, my team, I prayed with the team. The, 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 I would holler a little bit, encouragement holler. Um, sometimes I would question the referee's calls um, in a polite way. Um, but um, if they didn't know me, if they didn't know my everyday life, I was a stumbling block for somebody. Uh, Aaron, the, the, Aaron, the missionary that went to Africa, that's in Africa, right? She, she was one of the refs, right? She came here to speak <laughs> about missions. I'm the door greeter, right? You can't miss this mug anywhere, right? So she comes in and she goes, oh, I know you. I'm like, crud, right? But, 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 because we, 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 we have a defender, we have a loving God, right? I was able to come back and said, hey, I don't coach anymore. Because I couldn't, I couldn't control it, right? I love the kids, I love being an encourager, I love praying with them, I love doing all that stuff. But the excitement overtook Jeff. And, 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 and it wasn't good for the kingdom, Right. So I had to step back and, and, and sit there and leave a passion that I like and just redirect it somewhere else. So now I mentor four boys. Right. Because I don't have to get competitive with that. Right. I can just love them. I can just love them. So uh, without discussion by godly lives of their wives. When you're at Publix, when you're at Walmart, when you're wherever and your receipt's wrong, this is wrong, that's wrong, and you kind of lose it, is that a good example of Jesus? Is that a good example of the Bible? Right? Verse 2. When, you, when they see your modest and respectful behavior, together with your devotion and appreciation Love your husband, encourage him, and enjoy him as a blessing from God. So your conduct, your actions, and your behavior should be so much louder than your words. Right? When they see your modest and respectful behavior. Hmm. That last argument you had. Well, not argument. That last disagreement. That... That last disagreement you had, right? Did you have modest and respectful behavior? Right? I don't know, right? But your conduct, your actions, your behavior, are your actions lining up with your words, right? Do your words match your actions, right? 
But I got so excited, I, I forgot two verses that I had written down. That you're not going to be on there, but um, back in verse 1, when it was, um, we were talking about con- conducts in verse 1 and 2, but Genesis 3.16, um, Genesis 3.16, it says this, Then he said to the woman, I will sharpen your pain of your pregnancy, and in your pain you will give birth, and you will desire to control your husband, but he will rule over you. Once again, not inferior. Okay, once again, not inferior, just backing up the submitting part. And in Colossians 3.18, wives, submit to your husbands as it is fitting for those who belong to the Lord. Once again, Peter just didn't make this stuff up when he was writing, right? It goes back. There's other references to it in the Bible uh, about how we should act as a married couple, as wives should act to husbands, Um Back in verse 2, wives, when it says, love your husband, encourage him, and enjoy him as a blessing from God. Do you know your husband's love language? Right? Are you encouraging him? Right? I know for me, personal experiences, I'm a knucklehead. Right? I don't think things through sometimes. Right? And, and I need a, or when, when we felt the call to, to leave the corporate world, I needed a wife that would encourage me, that still encourages me, as, as, as the finances aren't the same, right? But when you leave it all, because you hear a call, right, one, it should be, Together, that special relationship of marriage, right? But I got a great encourager, right? And I pray that I'm a great encourager to her. Once again, this is talking about wives, but men, we can see it the same way. Are we encouraging our wives, whether they work outside of the home or whether they run the home business? Are we encouraging them, right? Are we living what the Bible is telling us to do, Um and to line up with that, some, some other scriptures I found. Um, 1 Corinthians 7.16. 1 Corinthians 7.16. Don't you wives realize that your husbands might be saved because of you? And then, don't you husbands realize that your wives might be saved because of you? Once again, not hitting them over the head with words, but your actions. Are you just loving them like God loves us? Right? Because we all make mistakes and God doesn't give up on us. I'm so thankful for that. I pray everybody in this room is thankful that God doesn't give up on us because we keep making mistakes. Right? In, 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 in 1 Corinthians 7, 16, don't you wives realize that your husbands might be saved because of you? Not that they can save you. Only Jesus Christ can save. But your actions, your words, how you treat your husband... Could make a difference. Titus 2 5. Um, to live wisely and be pure, to work in their homes, to do good and to be submissive to their husbands. Then they will not bring shame on the word of God. Once again, the word submit, submissive, it's in here a whole bunch. Right? But once again, we're not saying bow down. We're not saying any of that. The Bible's not saying that. Peter's not saying that. It's not what is happening. 
But we are to, to work in agreement, work together as husbands and wives, as a marriage, as a representation of the gospel. Right? A marriage is a representation of the gospel. And the scary part, once again, not to put a yoke on your shoulders, but is your marriage, does your marriage, once again, portray Jesus or portray the Bible or portray the gospel in a well manner? How you treat your spouse. Hey, if I sit there and say, hey, I preach today, but I'm very ugly and rude to, to Sherry, they're not coming to this church. Right? That's reality. Right? That is reality. If we look at it like that. Um, oh, I got to go. Um. <laughs> Verse 3. Your adornment must not be merely external. And I don't have to worry about this. With interweaving and elaborate knotting of the hair. Right? So I'm thankful for that. I, I, I am wearing the gold jewelry today, though. And wearing gold jewelry. Shoot. Or being... Or being superficially preoccupied with dressing in expensive clothes. I definitely don't have to worry about that. Okay? I don't. Right? Um, but when we break this down, when we break verse 3 down, beauty... Or, I'm sorry, you are not going to win, once again, going back to Titus, uh, or going back to 1 Corinthians 7, 16. Don't you wives realize that your husbands might be saved because of you? Um, verse 3, you're not going to win him with outward beauty, right? You might get him as a date, you might get him as a husband, but if, if the ultimate goal is to have his name written in the book of life, dressing fancy, dressing beautiful is not going to save your husband. It's not going to save anybody. Right. Because once again, beauty is temporary. Right. As sad as it is. Right. As much. (laughs) As much plastic surgeries out there. Right. Beauty is still temporary. Right. It's all going to fade. Right. One way or the other. We can try to keep it up as long as we can. Right. Um, But beauty is temporary. Not going to save or change him once again. But this that this does not say. That we shouldn't take care of ourselves. Right? It doesn't say become frumpy. That's not what it's saying either. Okay? That's not what it's saying. I, I'm, I guessed I'm sorry. Right? Y- y'all, got Jeff to, y'all got Jeff today. It doesn't say... It doesn't say frumpy. Right? It doesn't. And, 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 and the bigger part of that is the Holy Spirit lives inside of you. This is the temple, right? This is the temple that houses the Holy Spirit. So we need to take care of this temple. There's only one. This is your temple. You've got to take care of it. Verse 4. I'll put those on. But let it be the inner beauty of the hidden person of the heart with the imperishable quality and unfading charm. I like this part. Of a gentle and peaceful spirit. One that is calm and self-controlled. Not over-anxious, but serene and spiritually mature. Which is very precious in the sight of God. I think that one verse right there kind of sums it up. One of what a marriage should be. Right? And not just a wife, but a husband. Um, Notice it says person, not a body. Because guess what? We're heirs to the kingdom. Right? We are heirs to the kingdom. 
right? The person, a heart, it's all personable. Once again, he knew us when we were, before we were woven in the, in the womb, right? He knew us. That's how awesome our God is. Person of the heart. Um, heart, loving, gentle, peaceful spirit, calm, self-controlled, spiritually mature. Are those adjectives that you describe yourself as? Right? I like it, Q. I like, I, 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 I like the self-confidence, right? Gentle and peaceful spirit. When something that goes your, doesn't go your way, do you have a gentle and peaceful spirit? Are you making your marriage gentle and peaceful? One that is calm and self-controlled? Hmm, self-controlled. That could be a, go, a whole host of different ways, you know? It's, it's a box of donuts, right? You've got to have self-control? I don't know, it's a box of donuts, right? It's one box. Um, not over-anxious. I don't know anybody that gets over-anxious in this world we live in. But serene and spiritually mature. Right? Which is very precious in the sight of God. Right? Our goal is to please God. We're placed on this earth to make disciples and live for Him. Which is very precious in the sight of God. Verse 5. Holy women. Right? Verse 5. For this is the way in former times the holy women who hoped in God used to adorn themselves, being submissive to their own husbands and adapting themselves to them. Holy women, wives, young ladies in here that aren't yet married, is this what you're shooting for? Are you shooting to be a holy woman? Right? Back on the other side, men, are we shooting to be holy husbands? Are we trying to be set apart? Right? Holy means set apart. Is that what we're doing as we talk about marriage, as we talk about wives, as we talk about husbands? Are we setting ourselves apart? Are we going after that BHAG, that big, hairy, audacious goal of being that godly person? Right? Is that what we wake up every day as doing? Right? Um, Where's your hope? Where is your hope? Who hoped in God? Where is your hope? Is it in others? If so, you're going to be let down. Right? Wives, if it's in your husband, I'll tell you because I do it often. I'm going to let her down. Right? Husbands, if it's in your wife, I'll be honest with you, you're going to be let down. Right? Not saying wives or husbands are bad. We're humans. Right? Who hoped in God? What are, where is your hope? Is it in others? Is it in material things? Is it in jobs? Is it in money? Where is it? In your children? You should have an audience of one. Everybody listen. An audience of one. Because if you please that one, you please all, everybody else. Audience of one. Young ladies, audience of one. The guys at school, the guys at the store, the guys at the restaurant. It doesn't matter. Young ladies, you're to please him. 
and you're to worry about what He thinks of you. What He thinks of you. Not the gossip that somebody else has. Not the naysayers of something else. Hoped in God. Same thing with young men. Audience of one. Don't worry. Don't worry. Audience of one. Verse 6. Um, just as Sarah obeyed Abraham, following him and having regard for him as the head of their house, calling him Lord, and you have become her daughters if you do what is right without being frightened by any fear. That is being respectful towards your husband, but not giving into intimidation, nor allowing yourself to be led into sin, nor be harmed. Um, they use Sarah as an example. Called him Lord. Not like the Lord, but a phrase that was common in that times. And if we go to Genesis 18.12, it says this. So she laughed slightly to herself and said, How could a worn out woman like me enjoy such pleasure, especially when my Lord, my husband, is also old? And that's when she's talking about when they said, Hey, you're going to have a baby, you know, when she was old. Right? Like, I'm old. Um... Do you show your husband respect? And this is a big one. How you talk about your husband at work, with friends, social media, any of that stuff. Right? Remember this. Hey, Abraham told Sarah, hey, you're going to be my sister. Right? And she still continued to follow him because... Even though he lied and did all this other crazy stuff to try to protect themselves, right? How you talk about your spouse, and once again, this goes back to men, water cooler talk is awful. Because they're not there to defend themselves, and many of them have never even met your spouse. So the only picture they have of you, of them, is what you say. Hmm. Just as Sarah obeyed, following him and having regard for him as head of their house, calling him Lord. Once again, but it does say at the very bottom, don't, don't allow your husband, men, don't allow your husband, boyfriends, fiancés, whatever, to lead you into sin. Right? That's not right. Even though you're submitting to them, you don't submit to them when they're being immoral. You don't submit to them when they're breaking the law. You don't submit to them when they're sinning. You don't. And that's what the very end of this verse verse is saying. Once again, or physical abuse or any of that stuff. It's not saying that. So let's get that clear. Men don't have free reign. It doesn't work like that. Because we have to answer to a higher authority as well. Um, all right, fast. Verse 7. Men, we only got one verse. It's a long one, though. In the same way, you husbands live with your wives in an understanding way, with great gentleness and tact. Men, we need to look at that. Great gentleness. And with an intelligent regard for the marriage relationship. Knowledge. As with someone physically weaker since she is a woman, show her honor and respect as a fellow heir of the grace of life so that your prayers will not be hindered or ineffective. 
Different time and culture when Peter was writing this. Um, that's why we got one verse because, once again, it was, you know, Rory gets upset at this when we're reading about the feeding of the fish or the feedings. She says, there's 5,000. It just says 5,000 men. That's not right. You know, I'm like, all right, Rory, I hear you, okay? But that's how it was written, okay? That's how they took the tally, okay? But I can't change it now, baby. I can't, right? That's how it was written. We can adapt it, but then it's not the God's Word. Um, understanding way, knowledge, that's for us men. We've got to study the Word. We've got to follow God so we can live with our wives in an understanding way with great gentleness and tact. Don't be an ogre, guys. Don't live like a caveman. Gentleness intact with an intelligent regard for the marriage relationship. Once again, 1 Peter 3, 1 through 7. Marriage, wives, husbands. All of that falls under God. Right? That's what we got to understand. Guys, how are you treating your wives? Ladies. Or the, your, the ladies in your life, like the fine china or crystal they are, right? Not saying, they're, not saying they can't do things themselves, but God made us in a way that we're to be protectors. Just like the song we sang earlier, Defender. That's our role as men, to be defenders, to be leaders of the home. Are we treating our wives, are we treating our daughters like the princesses that they are, like the fine china, the fine crystal that they are, are we doing that, men? That's what we're called to do. That's what we're called to do. Um, we may need to grow in Christ to make these things happen. We're not capable of doing them on our own. You hear me? We're not capable, men. It doesn't matter how many self-help books you read. It doesn't matter all this stuff. We can't do it by ourselves. We can't. We're not meant to do it by ourselves. Um, Weaker vessel. Physically weaker in most cases, right? God made men to be warriors and protectors. Right? He called us to be warriors and protectors. It's what God called us to. Women are the mothers, the nurturers, the ones that understand when guys just say no. Sometimes it's reversed. I'm a weaky. I'm a softy. I am. I'll admit. Redact that off the... The podcast. Um, real quick. Ephesians 5.25. For husbands, this means love your wives just as Christ loved the church. He gave up his life for her. It's not, it's not, a, it's not a... Maybe this is a direct command. For husbands, this means love your wives just as Christ loved the church. Doesn't get any simpler. Doesn't get any simpler. Men, step up. Um, Colossians 3.19, we read Colossians 3.18 earlier for uh, women. Colossians 3.19 for men. Husbands, love your wives and never treat them harshly. Never treat them harshly. It's what we're called to do. Um, prayers hindered. Right? Prayers hindered. Men, women. If we're not doing what we're supposed to be doing, our prayers will be hindered. If we're not in touch with God, if we're not living the lives that God has called us to do, if we're sinning, it's hard to pray. Right? At least for me. Right? 
I'm not stereotyping everybody, but I'll assume that if you're not doing what you're supposed to be doing and you sit down to pray, it's not genuine. Right? We, if we're not doing what we're called to do, our prayers are hindered. Our prayers are hindered. Last verse. Galatians 3.28. I call this the heartbeat of the gospel. There is no longer Jew or Gentile, slave or free, male or female, for you are all one in Christ Jesus. Galatians 3.28. Because once again, 1 Peter 3.7, we're all heirs. Galatians 3.28, there is no longer Jew or Gentile, slave or free, male or female, for you all are one in Christ Jesus. Pretty simple. How are we going to live that out? As we wrap up, um, wives submit to your husbands because the Lord said so, right? Not, once again, not inferior. Please don't walk out of here. Jeff said, no, the Bible says. There's a hierarchy in the Bible. Right? And we tell our children all the time, hey, Rory and, 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 and Laura and Carissa, hey, I tell them, your mom is above you guys. Right? I'm going to love her before I love you. Right? And, and, and I tell Sherry, I'm going to love Jesus more than I love you. Because if I'm not right with him, I can't be right with her. If our marriage isn't right, the kids aren't going to be right. It's real simple. Right? It's not saying anybody's less. It's not saying anybody's inferior. But there is a hierarchy. And it has to go that way. God made it that way. Jephology didn't do it. It's in the Bible. Alright? It's in the Bible. Um, Our actions should speak louder than our words. Our actions should speak louder than our words. Right? I just... Goes back to that verse. Fill me with the love. Or that song that fill me with the love so it goes out to those around me. Right? Our actions should speak louder than our words. Our beauty should be from the inside. All of us. Right? I'm just not going back to the women. All of us. Our marriage is a representation of the gospel. Wives, you're a representation of the gospel. Men, you're a representation of the gospel. What message are you sending about the gospel? What message are you sending about Jesus? Um, Husbands, love, respect, and protect your wives. Right? As we wrap this up, marriage, wives, husbands. Guys, society wants to break that structure. Right? Society wants to destroy that structure. The only way we're not going to destroy that structure is if we're in this. And just like eating, right? Just like exercising, if you do it one day a week, it's not going to work really well. Right? So as a church, we have to dive into this. As a church, we have to be in love with this. As a church... We have to believe this. As a church, we have to hold up marriage. As a church, we've got to do it. We have to. We don't have an option. It's not do I or don't I. Right? I say this often. 
Every decision you make is either for God or against God. I know that's harsh. But the Bible's harsh. Every decision, either for God or against God. When you look at things like that, it makes you think a little bit differently. Right? Um, So as we close in prayer, um, I really want you all to think about um, these chapters. And what does your marriage look like? Right? What does your marriage look like? Husbands, are you respecting, loving, treating your wives like God would? Wives, are you encouraging your husbands? Are you following them? Are you, you know, once again, men, seek counsel from your wife, right? They have wisdom. They have a lot of wisdom. Men, seek guidance, seek knowledge from your wife. I mean, I'll be the first one to admit, I'm terrible at language punctuation. So I send my emails to my wife before I send them out, right? And even on social media, I get text, hey, that is terrible writing, <laughs> right? Did you misspell that? You're, what were you saying, right? I don't look at it. So I'm thankful, once again, I have an encourager, an accountability partner, and a life mate, and a, and, and a sister in Christ that is okay with saying, hey, you went a little bit sideways. Right? And it's okay. Because I know she's saying it with love. Right? She's saying it with love. She wants to hold me accountable. She don't want me to be a stumbling block for anybody. Last thing, and this is real tough. I know we've got to go. Ricky, you can come up so the Andy in the back doesn't kill me. Um, um, and, and, and I'll be the first one to admit, I, I fail at this, okay? Men, um, women, wives, marriages, I, I, I have let my wife down on this. Um... Praying together as a couple. Okay? That doesn't mean over dinner. That doesn't mean for the kids. That means praying for praying with your spouse. Whatever time it is. In the morning, lunch, before you go to bed. But really praying with your spouse. Right? That's what we're called to do. Right? It's going to be awkward. Because you might pray for something about your wife. That you haven't told her. Right? Or you might be struggling with something she doesn't know about. Or she might be struggling with something I don't know about. But the tangible task that you have to take away from this message, I would encourage you, is to pray with your spouse. Like I said, not over dinner. Right? But really, 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 really pray with your spouse. Right? And it will be weird until you do it often enough. And then it will be awesome. And your marriage is going like that to God. Let's pray. I don't Father, Lord, thank you for today. Lord, I pray that these, these verses we went through today will resonate with the flock. Lord, I... Lord, I thank you for a bride that loves me. Lord, I pray that I'm the husband that shows her love. Lord, I pray that us as men would love our wives like you love the church.
Lord, for the students that are in here. Lord, as, 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 as their parents are praying for their husband or wife. Lord, that that godly individual be out there waiting for them. And Lord, as we learn more about marriage, and Lord, as we learn more about wives, and we learn more about husbands, and what Scripture says about it, Lord, these students in here, Lord, they wouldn't have the struggles that we had because we're kind of figuring it out and we can give the wisdom and knowledge to them. Lord, as we prepare to go today, Lord, as we sing this last song, Lord, my prayer is, is if anyone in here doesn't know you as Lord and Savior, Lord, today would be the day where I pray for that marriage that is struggling that nobody wants to know about because fear is a liar. That nobody else's marriage is sideways a little bit or out of the lines. Lord, I pray for that marriage today. Lord, I pray that they would seek counsel. Lord, they would seek prayer. Lord, they would kick pride in the face. Lord, because you've ordained marriage. And Lord, we made a covenant with each other and with you when we were married. And Lord, that you would protect those marriages. Lord, at whatever cost. Lord, encourage us as people. Lord, thank you. Thank you for being you. Thank you for giving us when we fail. Thank you for showing us grace. Thank you for teaching us how to be a loving wife or a loving husband. Lord, thank you for the representation of Christ. Lord, we love you. Amen. Thank you for listening today. We hope this message was a blessing to you. To learn more about our church or our media ministry, you can visit us online at www.corner-stone.org or find us on Facebook.